Hey, it's Dr. Kevin Hull, and I want to personally thank you for listening to my podcast and thank you for all you're doing for the kingdom. If you're enjoying this podcast, be sure to do me a favor and leave a review and then also share it with a friend. God bless you. And again, thanks for listening. Well, praise God. I'm excited to be with you today. Honoring mothers. Isn't that fantastic? We are already there within our calendar year to believe that May 8th of this year, 2022, is going to be Mother's Day. I am flabbergasted by how quickly this uh, this year is flowing and moving around. But uh, excited to be with you today and a little bit late in getting this thing delivered. We have had just a lot going on around the ministry, all good stuff, but just nevertheless, it's taken me a little bit longer. So for those of you that have subscribed, I'm excited that you get this regardless. And for those of you that haven't, do that because there will be other times when there will be things that will come up um, and and we just want you to be a part of it. If you're in the Austin area, we will be uh, having ministry nights here, what I'm doing on the road, just really kind of doing that here. I want to bless you guys and uh, that will lead into uh, some wonderful times in ministry uh, on the website, drkevinhold.org for more information and to register for that. But I want to share with you on this podcast about uh, about moms and just kind of talk to you about that from a different perspective. Uh, I know that there are a lot of us that have uh, wonderful relationships uh, with our moms. My wife, Michelle, and her mother, Karen, have a wonderful, wonderful relationship and spend time together and talk and do all those kind of things. I know that there are some also of us that are out there that did not uh, or do not have a currently a, a good established relationship and I want to speak about that today I, I want to because I was in that boat um, for a number of years before I'm <coughs> excuse me before my mother passed I found myself in a very uh, kind of a strained relationship in some ways and so I want to share with you a little bit about that some revelation that God has given me uh, just from a scriptural standpoint so whether you're walking or riding or driving or whatever it is that you may be doing, I want to share that with you. And, and always, uh, I'll share scripture with you uh, as we kind of go down this path together. But let's pray. We just ask God to be a part of this. And God, we just, man, Father, we love you and we thank you so much for everything that you're about, uh, for the ways in which it is that you are here for us. And God, we thank you for moms. Uh, we, we certainly wouldn't be here without them. And we just thank you for the way that you designed the heart of a mother and the heart of what uh, she is about in caring for her young and her children and uh, helping to nurture and to grow them. And so, Father, we thank you for that and we bless you. Love you today and we bless you for it in Jesus' mighty name. Amen and amen. In the 62nd devotional, I talked about um, Isaiah chapter 66 and verse 13. I want to share that with you and it reads this way. As one, as one whom his mother comforts, so I, speaking of the Lord, will comfort you and you shall be comforted in Jerusalem. So a beautiful scripture, really one that speaks about the importance of having the uh, beautifulness of a wonderful, wonderful mother um, and how she comforts a child or her young and how God does this very, very same for that, for us. It's a beautiful scripture, and it really speaks about that from that standpoint of, so I will comfort you. <laughs> so God will comfort us. In times of trouble, in times of turmoil, in times of whatever it is that we maybe have going on. Um, it's a good scripture. But what is your mother? What has she meant to you? 
if I were to give you a moment to kind of reflect on that, would you immediately come to uh, thoughts of, of, a, of a great mother growing up, a great mother as an adult? Uh, how has that meant to you? And then, you know, how have you established that relationship? It, it's one thing for us to be at a place where we have a relationship established because she's our mother and we're living at home and we have to have that. Uh, but where are you with that relationship now? How does that look to you now? What does that feel like? And so I want you to be able to be able to think about that and really understand that. Um, if you are still at home, how is that relationship? How is that as you're growing and maturing? Uh, you know, it's one of those things that we've got to begin to think about because as we grow up, eventually we do leave the nest or leave the house and we begin to start over. But it's interesting to me how within the scripture in Isaiah, how God's look at mothers is similar to how Jesus looks toward us and toward our love and our grace and our, our the mystery of that love. The scripture in Isaiah 66 verse 13 says that in the midst of tragedy, our mother is there to comfort us and guide us. It goes on to say that God is going to do the very same through us. And so... Many times, our parents, especially if we've had a strained relationship growing up, uh, we can find it difficult to move past that when we we were older. Uh, you know, for me, my in, in, in full disclosure and full full confession here, um, I would say that I had a a decent drastically improved relationship with my mother later in her life and mine. Um, but very strained when uh, she was, when I was younger and at home. And many of you know that listen to this podcast I've shared in the past about the struggle that my father had and ultimate demise from esophageal cancer. And that was one of the things that happened for me was just the strain that was that was there within that relationship. Dad had been sick since I was from 16 to 18. Um, and there were sufferings that happened along those lines as, as one who was dealing with cancer. And, you know, what I realized more than anything as we looked at that was that mother's care, what mother was doing was, was truly uh, at a place of... of struggling to care for me as a child, struggling to care for her husband who was dying, and trying to maintain a home as well as, honestly, the social status that required that within the house. And so, you know, as I've grown older and able to understand that better, it certainly helped me. But there also was just a time, and this is what I would, would encourage you as well, is that there was a time when Mother and I just sat down and we just talked through that. No judgment, no, uh, no predictable outcome, no battle, just talked. Um, a time of confession. And we did it at a Dairy Queen with a blizzard. Mother loved Butterfinger blizzards, and we did that there. Um, and, and so we talked through things, but out of that developed a relationship, a trust, a thing that began to happen. Um, that truly got us to a new level. In fact, it's it's, it's interesting what what I think about uh, when we when we think about the Lord and the relationship with Jesus. In fact, Ephesians chapter one verses six and seven says 
and to the praise of the glory of his grace by which he made us accepted in the beloved. Verse 7, in him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins according to the riches of his grace. Now, why is that important? Because through that resurrection, we've been accepted and we've been made new. But what's the being made new? It simply has been the understanding of a right standing relationship with God. And that that is more crucial than any heartache caused upon this earth. Right standing with God. And so what that means for me, in having a right standing with God, it says one thing. I want to do things in my personal life on this earth to make sure that I am right standing with my loved ones as well. My mother, in this case, where there was a strained relationship. We sat down with a blizzard at Dairy Queen and we sat in the car and we talked through things for hours. And confession, you know, this is how I felt. Apologies. You know, this is how she felt, me apologizing. And out of that, the reconciliation, because so many times we don't go to God because we feel that we're not worthy because of our sin. And so that hinders a relationship with God. I didn't go to Mother to, to, to fix a relationship because I felt like there was a hindrance because of, because of the offenses that I had had from the past. And Ephesians chapter 1, 6, and 7 speaks to that so well because it speaks about the reconciliation that happens with God simply because we come to an honesty about our situation. When Mother and I did that, our relationship changed. Um, and, 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 and you may find yourself in a, in a same similar situation from the standpoint of pain that's been caused by a parent that has been deliberately, uh, uh, de- de- a debilitating type of a pain within your life that has stopped you from that uh, to be able to grow and to get to that next level. Um, I, I will say this for myself. I allowed pain and offenses from the relationship with my mother and father, for that matter, early on in my life, I allowed for that to be something that would be uh, something that would be carried on for decades. And what I want you to understand is, is that when I sat down with my mother, maybe different for you, but I can tell you that when I sat down with my mother, it was much worse in my mind than it was in the actual reality of my memory, of how that had changed. I apologize, I'm by a window, and if you're hearing things, that's they're loading some stuff up apparently, but the, things had gotten much worse in my mind than really in any other way because of one reason. I simply was at a place where in my head I had thought something that just wasn't true. And I think about that, you know, biblically, and I think about that from the book of Luke uh, in speaking about the... Um, the, the uh, child who left and left in such a quick fashion to be able to get out, the prodigal son. It's a prime example of one who has um, been at a place where they've done something differently with their own life. They've thought to themselves, this is what I'm going to do to get my life better than where it was. And they made those decisions. And what I want to tell you is, We've all been at that place where we've thought that we've done things better than what we could have. We've made decisions that don't necessarily impact anyone else except for ourselves. And here's what I want to say. We may think that's the case, but the reality is, is that we, the decisions that we make aren't impacting other people. They are impacting and changing drastically 
those types of situations. Because look what happened. Luke chapter 15 is where that scripture is referenced. And I want to share that with you now that I've kind of moved into a little bit of a quieter room. Luke chapter 15, verses 11 through 32, speak about the prodigal son. And so I'm sure you know it. But let me just kind of refresh your mind a little bit. I want to bring some things out to you for that. Essentially what happens is, is that a, a man has two sons, and the younger says to his father, give me my inheritance. So he leaves, squanders it, spends it on whatever, but eventually runs out of money. And then in verse 16 and on, it reads this way. And he would be, and he would have gladly have filled his stomach with the pods that the swine ate, and no one gave him anything. But when he came to himself, he said, How many of my father's hired servants have bread enough to spare, and I perish with hunger? I will arise and go to my father, and will say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before you. And I am no longer worthy to be called your son. Make me like one of your hired servants. And so in his mind, this is what's so fascinating to me. When I sat down with mother and I sat down and began to get clear the air, so to speak, we talked about a lot of different things. But one of the things that happened was, and I mentioned it just a moment ago before all the construction happened. One of the things that happened for me was, is I found myself at a place of through conversation, realizing I had painted a much worse situation, especially because here, here's what happened at one point. There was a fight that occurred um, uh, between my father and I, and I had left, literally left the house, like moved out. I'm 17 I was at the time. And wanting to come back at one point, but had painted it worse in my head than it actually was. Yes, it was a bad situation, but they much more wanted me back than for me to not be back. And, and that's one of the things that we've got to see within this because here's, here's what happened. In verse 20, as you well know, his father saw him and had compassion and ran and fell on his neck and kissed him. And the son said to him, Father, I've sinned against heaven and in your sight. No longer worthy to be called your son. Hire me. That was the plan. But the father threw out his best robe on him, put a ring on his hand, sandals on his feet, bring the fatty calf and kill it. And so what happened within that? What happened was, is what we thought was a horrible situation. In his mind, he had thought a horrible situation. Turns out it wasn't as bad as what he had thought. I mean, think about it. The guy did no telling what with the money. But he had a, a very healthy inheritance. And he had done a ton of wasting with that with his possessions, with his prodigal living, with all the different things that were happening and did not anticipate uh, what would happen as a result of the money being gone. But the whole time what we found with the father was he was simply at a place of praying for his son to come home. The boy didn't know right from wrong when he left. He didn't know anything about anything, but he wanted material things, thinking that would sustain him and fulfill him. And the boy, he did childlike things, but the enemy had a field day with him. Why? And this is the thing I want us to understand. The enemy had a field day with him because he stepped out from under his father's covering. Before it was ready, he was ready to step out from under his father's covering. See my difference? When I'm a child, I do childlike things. I don't know how to go to the left or to the right. Solomon spoke about this. I don't know how to go out and I don't know how to come in. 
because I haven't been trained yet. I'm not at the age of, of accountability to understand the fullness of the effects of my decisions. And so the result of that is, is that I make child decisions because I'm a child. When I left, when I ran away from, from the cancer and the problems, I made decisions based on who I was at that age, 17, not having full cognitive ability, not having full the understanding of the impact of my decisions. I simply was selfish thinking about what I saw within my future. The boy did the same thing here for the prodigal son. He didn't have it. And, 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 and can you imagine? Can you imagine the dad worried, asking him to not do this, asking him to not do a, a, the inheritance to leave to, to do all these things, uh, arguing with the son, trying to compromise with him, trying anything to not lose his son. And so many times what's happened with us is we think the situation is one way, but it's perceived as another way. And on the other side of the decision is how it's affected others and then how that person that's affected, how they're handling the situation and how they're praying for it. Um, sometimes as a parent, that's all we can do is to hit our knees and pray that God will do whatever God can do that only Him can do. God will do crazy things to get us back into right relationship with whatever situation that may be in. Now, what I'm going to say, I don't believe God caused this, but I will say that God used this to get me home, and that was a wreck that my parents had. There was a, uh, they were apparently uh, had, on a farm in a market road, had pulled out and had gotten struck by a, a vehicle. Uh, they lived through that, I believe, if I recall correctly, it was a semi-truck. They made it through that but they suffered injury. Nothing serious. They were able to be released, sent back home. But the important thing that we understand is this. When I heard about it, that was the catalyst that brought me home. Nothing else would have done because I was too prideful. So for the prodigal son, it was that he ran out of money and he couldn't even get people to feed him. He couldn't even he, eating the pig stuff. For me, it was a wreck. Both results were the same. Came home. And when I came home, saw my parents, there was reconciliation that happened. Um, there were the things that were necessary that had happened. And, and, and what I want you to understand is, what I had built up in my mind was not the reality that was actually present. I had thought in my mind one thing, but that wasn't the reality of what the situation was. They wanted me back home. I had put in my mind they did not. The prodigal's father wanted him back home. The prodigal son had said, he doesn't want me home. So what I mean by the enemy getting a hold of that is, is that at a young age, when we're not ready to be out, we make stupid decisions. So, so mothers, you that are listening, understand there may be an injury by your child, but if your child is a child, when they've made the decision to harm, directly or indirectly, they made those decisions as a child, and they weren't thinking as an adult with experiences of life of what you have. Your prodigal son was making decisions based on that. The prodigal fathers, the father's the father uh, was making decisions based on how he knew and what he thought best because he has decades of more experience than the boy does. So we're at the same point of we needing to have grace with our children who have injured us because they simply are making decisions based on their world. As a parent, we see their world and our world and the impact of their decision. So we try to parent from that. The child doesn't see that. They don't get that. They don't understand that. They just see their circle. That is their area that they're there. And so to the child, what I would say to you is, 
it's not as bad as what you think. Go back and reconcile. Get things fixed. To the parent, I would say, allow the child to come back to reconcile, to get things fixed. And for instance, what I can tell you is I, I approach uh, 50. I don't approach, I will be 50 this year. Um, and I've lost both parents. I don't have mom and I don't have dad. I haven't had dad since I was 18 and mom for a couple of years. And I will tell you that um, one of the greatest things that happened was uh, reconciliation with my mother to be able to have a relationship. Not so much with my father. Got corrected later through counseling a few years ago. Um, but it took those decades. And, and from an experience thing, I can tell you, not having dealt with that and then carrying it for decades, you will if you don't get it dealt with. Flip that for mother. We got it dealt with. And then we moved forward into a great relationship. And so what I would say to you both as the mother and to the to the dad listening, to the child who's injured or has been injured, to the mother or dad who's injured or has been injured, let God speak to you on this stuff. Let the conviction of God fix this situation. We don't have long on this earth, but when we are assigned by God to a family to be that child, to be that parent, it is a great gift that the enemy would love nothing more to do what he does to still kill and destroy. What we must do is recognize that we're called to a higher purpose. So live to it. Rise above what the enemy would try to tear down and create within your head a devastating situation. You're better than that. God can do greater things through that. But only if you're willing to be able to be used as that vessel for reconciliation. Tony, man, God loves, loves you more than you know. He is there for you in greater ways than what you can even understand. But but understand, you got to make the first step. you got to humble yourself and say, you know what, I was wrong in this area. I just want to say I love you and I apologize for what I've done. Parents, we want to do it for your kids as well. Because although you may not see it as an offense, in their brain at the age of where it is that they are, they may see it as an offense. And Lord only knows how much it is on social media or other things at this at this stage of the game. So just realize that. Take the time to do that. Take the time to love. And take the time to be present this Mother's Day and allow for God to be able to do that. It is a great privilege to be with you today. Thanks for making uh, time to be able to listen to this message. I pray that through the distractions of all the construction and everything else happening at the office that you were able to hear the context of everything that God was speaking to me to hopefully convey to you. And we love you so very much. Love you so very much. And let's just pray as we close out. And Father, we bless you today, God, and we thank you. We thank you for everything that you're about. We thank you for the ways in which it is that you have ministered this message. Transform the people that have listened. Give them everything that they need to reconcile with their loved ones if they need that. To uh, <clears throat> On both sides of the parental side as well as the child side. And God, do some great things. And we thank you for it in Jesus' name. Hey, friend, before I leave you off here, if you are in the Austin area, ministry nights are going to be happening May the 9th, May the 16th, and May the 30th uh, of May. And then we're going to roll into June and doing uh, one ministry night there, June the 13th. I would encourage you to be there, and I would encourage you to uh, be a part of what we're doing through ministry nights. God has been doing some wonderful, wonderful things, and I believe he'll continue to do that here. Make sure to catch uh, Healing for Your Life television on, uh, check your local listing for that. We have launched that and God is doing some great works within that. We believe it and we know it to be true and believe that God is going to do some great things for you as well. 
If we can do anything for you, know that we're here for you. We bless you in Jesus' mighty name. Give God all the glory for everything that happens and be present this Mother's Day. Well, hey, thanks for listening. I pray this has been a blessing to you. And please do me a favor and share it with a friend. One of the ways also that we can grow is just by you leaving us a review. And so please take the time to do that as well. If I can do anything for you, don't hesitate to contact me on my website at drkevinhall.org. That's drkevinhall.org or through any one of my social media platforms. Until then, I pray God's richest blessing upon you and pray his face to shine upon you in everything that you do and accomplish. In Jesus' mighty name, God bless you and we'll talk soon.